You're listening to Around Comics. You are listening to Around Comics, episode 437, with Brian Salazar and Chris Neesman and Tom Hi. Caters eventually, whenever he gets Where's here. Tom? He's not here. He is not <laughs> again. I'm sure his children are giving him problems. If you're watching on video, which some of you are, I have some Christopher Pike level wow. hair going on today. That is, uh, I'm not sure what caused it. Right. It just maybe. It's been like this all day and I don't know why. And I had I meetings. You. I had video I meetings. And I just I hate you. I mean I, I must have you. I, like, hate you. I, hate you. Been, I hate you. I hate you. I hate it's you. It's like a five inch, six inch fucking hair dude. I look like six three with this yeah. hair. So I had I What's had going a, on? I had a cancer uh skin surgery this week. And it was uh <laughs> wow. right behind my, my ear. And, um, and the, uh, the doctor said, man, it is so much easier operating on, on bald people. Wow. So I want you to say that you're, you should probably shave your head. Otherwise you might die of cancer. Uh, no, you should shave your head, Sal. You should shave those lovely, beautiful locks. If I do get cancer, cancer. I, I, I'll have to, I'll have to weigh the value of chemotherapy because I don't. Are we going to have to start calling you Anson, Anson Mount Salazar? I think it's Captain. Captain that's Salazar. A, that's a captain. That's captain the captain's Salazar. hairdo. My it's friend. finally happened. It's finally. It might happened. be an admiral. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a million years. What? It was like days. No, I was gone. I was gone last week, and then uh, oh, we didn't do an AC right. TV this week. I'm just like bubbling with things to talk about TV wise. Joy and excitement. We, yeah, we may do a little a little ACTV chat tonight. I mean, we had the end of uh, Rings Power. Uh, we got the the finale of She Hulk. Um, what House of the Dragon is getting really political. Surprise! Um, all sorts of fun stuff, and then like comics and shit. I, all I've watched is horror movies, slasher films, Stanley Kubrick movies. Um, I bet, yes, yeah. Um, that's all I've been yeah, watching. I, Tom yeah. here. Hey, Tom. Hey, Barry, Linden, Barry Linden's a really long movie. Oh, I didn't bother rewatching that because I watched that years ago, and I know it's not on my top five. So I, yeah, I was like, I I'm not going to re- rewatch that. I enjoyed it. It's beautiful. It's, if you were to have a top five movies for like really interesting hair, it's in there. I mean, it's it's one of the most beautiful movies, uh, maybe ever shot. It's absolutely yeah, it's gorgeous. Really I mean, it's, yeah, it's, really it's like pretty. oil. Yeah, it's like a moving oil painting. Um, all that candlelight that's right you got it you get yeah. some you get some shadows some deep shadows and you didn't uh, realize how yeah. dark everything was in the 18th century right <laughs> they didn't have lights. Lights. <laughs> there was no light there was just the sun <laughs> and fire that's it yeah, yeah that's no it. electricity Hi, Tom. Uh, i wanted to let you guys know um a little announcement about the show uh, we finally, after all these years, we've done it. We've finally succeeded. We are uh, we are currently trending number twenty two in visual arts on the uh, film and TV charts in Panama. 
in <laughs> Panama. We're, we're huge. <laughs> we finally made it. We finally made we're it. We're huge in Panama. Just so you guys know, you know. So Buenos dias. I don't know. Buenos dias, <laughs> Panama, Panamanian, Panamaniacs. All my Panamaniacs. What's here from um, our Panamaniacs? If you're in Panama, uh, reach out to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Please, yeah. if you're if you're in Panama and you're listening to the show, I know. Yeah, we have some strange. There's some strange places that we're relatively popular, or at least we show up high in the in the popular charts on Apple. Uh, not in the U.S. You, Americans hate us. No, but <laughs> Panama, Singapore loves us. I think Panama. Yeah. Nick Lindsay. Nick Nick Lindsay loves us. Nick Lindsay came to watch us instead of Mark Bernadin. I don't know who that is. He's ta- he's talking yeah. to Ed Brubaker live at the we're same gonna time. Talk, we're we're going to talk some Brubaker Let's, tonight. Let's be honest. Brubaker's a dud. Uh, we've had him. We've talked to him many times. <laughs> we've talked to him. We've done it. Yes, yes. we're going to ask him about. Yeah, I talked oh, to him when he was good. You like crime stories? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like what kind of stuff yeah. are you into? Uh, um, uh, he asked, uh, uh, um, uh, you guys going to talk about my... G4 getting shut down by Comcast? Um, I don't know anything about that, Nick. I have no information on G4 being shut down by Comcast. G, G, G4, G4 got shut down this week. And okay. I think I have a real, question. Real quick, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, no. It's in reference to this. Mm-hmm. What is G4? G4 is a is a uh it's a uh station. It's on uh it's a cable station uh centered around uh video games. Oh, that was gotcha. uh, attack of the sh- attack of the show was on uh, G4. I'm still here. My camera just died. So without G4 there would be no Olivia Munn. Oh, wow. We oh, have them to thank oh. for that uh um, monster. Yeah, it's um uh, Nick, I think you just answered yourself. It says G4 is a YouTube channel. Uh, it's popular 99 to 2002. And I think that's what they're going to go back to being. I think it's it's with video games. I think it just translates so much better to, to YouTube than it does to an actual like TV channel. TV I channel. Only, the only TV channel. I only watch Pluto TV. I watch like Barney Miller, Kojak. <laughs> I love Barney Miller. Two B. I was watching um, a movie on Tubi today called. Uh, it was in the background as I was working, but it was um, the Eyes of Laura Mars. Um, I've been I've been listening to the video archives, the Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery podcast, and they do like two or three movies. Uh, they talk about them. that was one of the movies, and I had never even heard of it. It's Tommy Lee Jones, Faye Dunaway. Tubi's got some excellent, uh, um, like you know, obscure movies and stuff on there that you can watch. But um, another thing that uh, for those that are interested, uh, Nightwing Plus or Night Flight. Remember the old old. Oh, speaking of Night fucking a, yeah. Remember Night Flight? Well, they have a Fuck they yeah. have a channel, Night Flight Plus. It's expensive. No, it was like. Four bucks a month or something, or like fifty bucks for the year. Not even. It was like forty dollars for the year. Okay, okay. Um, oh, then this Chris out. ain't paying that. Chris ain't paying that. 
That's too much. You know That's how too much. Night that, fight, oh. night, night fight was a part of growing up. You know how much ice yeah. that gets in the curling rink? 40 bucks will get you far. He, he paid more for that Joy Division t-shirt, I think, than he probably did. <laughs> probably. <laughs> than I played, paid for night flight. But yeah, Braxton actually turned me on to night flight. Plus, let's see what's on. Let's see what's on right now. Um, on the old night, I love how there's all this sort of retro TV, and you know, I have yeah. a Shutter account, which is phenomenal. Shutter is just amazing, um, especially this time of year with Halloween and everything. You just all sorts of crazy horror movies and well, there's such stuff a, like that. a wealth of just like we've talked about before. You know, like the B movie world that existed for decades where it's just like all these movies just like you know nowadays they disappear into like netflix's algorithm and you never know they exist but you know (laughs) they used to be on the shelves at blockbuster or whatever that's right you know whatever your rental place was you know hollywood video what's this hollywood i like i was a hollywood video Family video they had a, was around. Family video, yeah, that was another one. There was a family video. Uh, family, wait, family circle, circle video. I don't remember that. Yeah, there was. I worked. There was a couple Hollywood. mom and. There was a couple mom and pop ones yeah. by me, <laughs> and uh, the mom and pop ones were always fun because they were like curated a little differently than like a blockbuster or Hollywood, yeah. so you could get some weird shit, which was kind of cool. Um. Yeah, I miss those those uh, about, interesting. I was gonna say. I mean, there's a charm to that, but there's also like the feeling of like, oh, I want to watch this movie, and then being like, no store has it, or if they do have it, somebody else already has it checked out, and then you're just like, well, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not watching it. <laughs> guess I'm not getting that one. But there is <laughs> definitely was... there is. Not... There is there is definitely a bonus to like the idea that I can think of, you know, or I can come across the most random obscure film, you know, from 1973 that I've never heard of that some podcast tells me about and then I want to watch it and watch it's it, probably yeah. some Yeah, I could probably watch it within 5 minutes. I could probably find it and watch it within 5 minutes somewhere uh, somehow. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah, which is pretty amazing. For I, it's I dangerous. I, I work. I worked at a at a video store in high school, and we would literally have people lined up next to the return box, waiting for someone. Oh, yeah. to return a new movie. It's like, oh, is that is one of those T two? Yeah. You know, they oh would, yeah. They yeah. would stand there for maybe an hour or two, just hoping to be there when a movie was returned, so they could call down. tips on it. A man down to the video store to wait for someone to return Terminator 2. Right? It I'm do- back. fucking happen, man. Could be quick. Could take all night. I don't know. Yeah. Could yeah. Yeah, it was always a weird. Yeah, they, I and then and then you transition from that to like Redbox, where it's like, oh, you don't even have to walk into a store. You can just go yeah. and get a DVD, and then Netflix just destroyed all of it but yeah i don't know i mean there's definitely a charm there's like a charm to the idea of like video stores but there's also like sure. you know the convenience of just going oh i can just oh yeah you know click 
Yeah. But it is dangerous for like a lunatic like me that I love, like I love movies and I love weird movies and I like, you know, get it, you know, like I can just watch all sorts of weird shit. And how many, how many movies a week do you start and not finish? Um, I see that in you. Were you like, yeah, no. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Uh, it depends. I mean, there's different reasons. I probably average like four or five movies that I'll start and not finish, but most of the time I don't finish them because I've either seen them before and I'm I'm going to finish them at another time. So, or, you know, I'm, I'm watching them sort of passively and then I, you know, and then I got to go do something. So I turn it off and then maybe I go back to it at some point. Maybe I don't. Um, if it's something I've never seen before, that's pretty rare, but if it's something I've seen already mm-hmm. and it's just sort of, I'm just putting it on to, you know, cause maybe I want to see it again, or maybe I just kind of yeah. want to have something yeah. on in the background. T2. Um, T2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People don't remember how big the fucking movie was, Tom. Then there's sometimes where I just fall asleep. I mean, we've talked about that. Where it's just like I I start a movie and I I was watching The Shining the other night and I love The Shining. I'm a huge fan of of Kubrick. But at like nine o'clock on a Wednesday, as I'm trying to watch, it's like I mean, it's a slowly paced film. It's you know, it's 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 deliberate. So we're we're getting ready to do our our top five Kubrick. Uh, movies on Film Force 5 so that's why that comes up because I did the same thing with The Killing I got about a half hour into The Killing and it's like uh, it's, I'm gonna go sleepy time now Listen, Kubrick is a genius but oh, his yeah. movies are not they're not action packed a lot of them, they're, they're no. very deliberate you know, slowly paced films uh, brilliant but you know, and I think I'll, I honestly feel like between the internet and on demand and just how things have changed. My attention span is not what it once was. And I just, I have a harder time like being able to sort of focus. All of a sudden I'm grabbing my phone and I'm on fucking TikTok or something. It's like, Oh, I just want to see someone dance for like, you know, the next 12 seconds and then go to another video of someone else dancing for 12 seconds. And then, you know, somebody getting kicked in the nuts and you know, it's like, it's this weird Checking baseball scores. Yeah, just, I don't know. But yeah, Film Force 5, we have two episodes out. We've done two episodes. Uh, If you're interested in that, it's our other podcast, Chris, I, and Will. We're going to have Tom on there someday uh, when we can get schedules right. But Film Force 5 is our our other podcast. Um, I've had a blast so far doing it. Wasn't really sure what it was going to be when we started it, other than talking about movies, but it ended up turning out better than I think we thought it would. Um, and we're going to have a special guest coming up next week, uh, in honor of Halloween. 
Slasher we're going to do slasher movies, the best slasher movies of all time. We're going to have a special guy, a guy who I think is an expert. I think you can confidently call him an yeah. expert on the slasher genre. Yeah. Uh, hacking and slashing. It's really good. Is that, is that hacking, gonna slashing. Is that gonna, yeah. Do you have to weigh his choices differently? You know, like he gets like a weightier. No. He's, no, he's no. pinch hitting. He's, pin, he's pinch hitting for me because I'm not a big slasher film guy. So. So this this guest, we'll call him Jim, um, uh, is gonna he's gonna be my pinch hitter, and he's gonna make. Are we? I, t- I already you? said his name. Oh, it's Tim. Oh, it's Tim. <laughs> it's I was gonna Tim. say. I'm sure someone said. <laughs> it's Tim. Tim Seeley. Tim Seeley, uh, creator of Hack Slash and many other comics, artist, writer, all that stuff. The hardest working man in comics. Um and uh, he's going to join us to do slasher films, so yeah. that should be fun. He's and, a, and he's an expert. And Nick Lindsay asks, uh, "Who's the Will from Phil Force Five? It's Will Pfeiffer. Will Pfeiffer, uh, comic book writer. Will Pfeiffer, our friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will and Nick, you know, Nick, Will, Nick. Nick, if you were a a Patreon subscriber, you would know that because we've done an entire year of K Billy Super Sounds with Will, going over the uh, films of Quentin Tarantino. Yes, that's how this kind of got born, the Film mm-hmm. Force Five. But but this is a whole separate thing. It's it's out there now. There's two episodes. The first one was um, what did we do? Oh, Quentin Tarantino films. So we did the top five Quentin Tarantino films to sort yep. of recap our so year our, of talking about Tarantino. Their bridge. And episode. then we did '70s dystopian was our second one, which was a fun episode. So yeah, so we're gonna it do was all awesome. Sorts of- it was basically Will and I annoying. Sal, I would say bullying, bullying Sal into the fact that Rollerball is a top five dystopian movie. Wow, yeah, I know how strongly you feel about uh Rollerball not being (laughs) a good movie. Will Will feels equally uh as I do that Rollerball is one of the five best 70s dystopian movies. Listen, when I started this podcast, I didn't realize I was working with two yeah. hacks. <laughs> yeah, just absolute, uh, you know, amateur critics with no real sense of film cinematography or. He's so mad like that Westworld. Only- he's he's so mad that Westworld didn't make the top five. But that's the thing: you get to make your own nominations. Yeah. So these uh, guys, they watch movies. They're not interested in film. <laughs> this movie, they're just movie watchers uh all right nick i'm gonna answer a couple of your questions here if one uh is there supposed to be five uh people well there technically is kind of five people there's the three of us whenever tom decides to join he's a he's a official member of film force five it's just yeah. a matter of scheduling and then will is four and then whenever we have a guest but the reality is the show only kind of works if we have three, maybe four people. If we had three, five, it would be yeah. way too long, and yeah. you're going to listen to it like a two-hour. Maybe if we ever get to the point where we do like a live show or something, we would have more people. But uh, yeah, for now, no, it's just Film Force 5 because I like the name. And it's top it's five a top, It's a top five. It's a top five. Yeah. It's a top five. It's a top five movie podcast. Yeah. Uh, Quentin has 10 movies. Uh, not nine. Um, and we also did the ones that he wrote. So we we also did, uh, you know, from Dust Talk about True, true Dust Romance, Dust Romance, yeah. uh, American uh, Psycho, not American Psychos. Uh, 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 yeah, the Natural Born 
Natural, natural born, born killers. killers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah and you are. Uh, and his next movie, he said yes, will be his last if he makes another movie. But who knows? Who knows what 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 he has? Maybe he won't make another one. Um, He's going to go into TV. Um, hey, this is uh, this is a comic book show. Um, you want to talk about some comics? Too bad. All I read was a big boy book. Oh, no. <laughs> what did you do? What did you read? What did you read, man? I, I, I texted this earlier. Do you know? I know. I know. You know and I want, to tell people, I want to tell people that Sal's response to your text was, is that Dr. Doom? <laughs> It kind of looks like it. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. You know, I mean, it's a metal mask. I it did kind of look like Doctor Doom, though. Is that Doctor yeah. Doom? Which, by the way, I am re- or I'm listening to the uh, Marvel podcast, uh, Wastelanders Doctor Doom, and it is entertaining AF. I'm really enjoying it. So, no one cares. The book I'm, it's fine. The book I'm reading, The Shadow of the Torture by Gene Wolfe. I uh, picked it up based on a recommendation from a TikTok account that I follow. Well, books, and I was mm. like, I was like, I'll give it a shot. You know, I've been sort of, uh, you know, I'm in the mood to dive back and read things I haven't read previously in the past, and I was like, okay, this sounds kind of interesting, and uh, it's it's quite short, which is nice for Mister Low Attention Span. Uh, It's the first of like a four part series. That was this award-winning sci-fi fantasy uh, um, like story arc to it, and he's a very good writer, Gene Wolfe. He uh, lived in Barrington, right outside Chicago. Oh, local local North, northwest suburb, Barrington Wolves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so uh, it's usually I'm not a big fantasy or like I guess like the more fantastical edge of sci-fi reader. Because usually, like the books are really long, and I like the prose is like a little too flowery for me, from like my own taste of like reading, and I get really you love Tolkien. Out. I just like the when you get into the stories and they're describing everything, and like it's just too much. Like I'm like just I don't care about like what jewels were inlaid within the table. You know, like it's fine. Why not? Why? <laughs> Why don't you want to know this information? It's like what oh kind God, of fantasy fan are you, Tom? Oh you my know? God, here we go. Now we're gonna just like now we're gonna talk about the contents of their bag for like the eight <laughs> time. Just like oh my God, like how much bread did they have left? You know, and like God damn, like. All that stuff. Like, he's a very, like, it's got elements of that, um, like, floweriness to it, but it feels more for a purpose of, like, the tone of the actual character in it. Um, And it's used to really, you know, great effect, Um, not just, like, in the description of things or to try and sound like bigger than it is, but more of like what it reveals about the character who thinks in this sort of like some of the, you know, flowery type descriptions of things. And uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm like halfway through and I'm like, I, I love it. It's like nice love it. Great story. Yeah. I'm really, I'm totally sucked into it. And I'm usually this type nice. of book. I'm like, 
like a hundred pages in, nothing's happened, you know, and you're sort of like, what the fuck? Like, what, what is, what is this even about? They're, and they're like, world building, Tom. They're world. Building. Yeah, but you can world build <laughs> quickly, which is what this book does. You know, like the book does a really great job of like as the story moves forward and you're following this character who essentially works as like a, he he's in the executioner's guild on earth, like in the far future and things are not great. And are like, it's very much uh, a world where like, we used to go to other planets and we colonized Mars, but now all that's over and everything is kind of like dying and like society is kind of crumbling and he's an apprentice in the executioner's guild who breaks a rule and he gets sent off to like be uh, like an executioner in this small town, like way off. And it's all about his journey, like all that stuff that happens. And it's like chapters are only like five or six pages long. And it's just like, he just like moves the story like very quickly, but very like, skillfully so like you can learn things about the world but you don't learn everything about the world you kind of only know like what the <laughs> character knows right so like this isn't like an entomology of everything story because he doesn't know the character doesn't know that stuff you know like the character lives in this one building for this his doesn't, whole life doesn't even sound, this doesn't even sound like fantasy tom the way yeah, you're describing so, it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, wait a second. It's not super long, and you actually only know what the character knows. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's that I think that's part of why it works so well is like the he keeps the story so centered around the character, you know, and it's like you're not taking these like weird detours off into like other things. Like it's about him it, and the stuff that's happened to him. So <clears throat> it's. You said it's it's fantasy though, like it is. So it's like a weird fiction. It's it's science fiction almost like science fiction so far in the future that it's now fantasy. Okay, it okay. Has fantasy uh, tones to it, you know, like right. There's guards at a gate, and know, there's executioners just, in a town, and yeah, okay, yeah, and there's stuff like that. But like the underlying is that it's in the far future and there's like pieces of technology left, but no one really knows how to like mm. totally use them. And like, uh, at first they... I, I, I kind of was picturing like a Ray Bradbury sort of like, it's an executioner union and it's the, you know, it's like the boring everyday. <laughs> no, it's like very like D and D fantasy type stuff. Like from like the way things are named to like, the you know he gets gifted a sword that has a name to it as he's like uh, kicked out of the guild and stuff like that fantasy yeah yeah so there's that fantasy aspect to it but there is a science fiction like background to like what's happening around them so it's like a really weird it's an interesting mix of like of those genres cool interesting interesting and it's from like oh. 1980 it's old really it's old book yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a big does deal. Does sound like it's... something that should have been part of our childhood? Um... I, I don't know. It's part Gene... of the. Oh yeah, Gene... go ahead. Gene Rodman Wolf, uh, born nineteenth uh, May seventh, nineteen thirty one. He died April fourteenth, two thousand nineteen. American science fiction and fantasy writer, 
He was noted for his dense, elusive prose, as well as the strong influence of his Catholic faith. He was a prolific short story writer and novelist and won many literary awards. Wolf has been called the Melville of science fiction and was honored as a grandmaster by the science fiction and fantasy writers of America. He's best known for his book of the New Sun series, four volumes, the first part of his solar cycle. In 1998, Locust Magazine ranked it the third best fantasy novel published before 1990, based on a poll of subscribers that considered it and several other series as single entries. So, yeah, interesting. I, I, I've never heard of him. I'm not familiar no, with his work. I haven't all, but... either. Until this TikTok guy was like, TikTok guy was like, hey, you should read this. Fucking like, TikTok. We're like, recommending oh. books. Look at that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like he's recommended other books that I've enjoyed. So I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny because it made me think a lot about, you know, the in our current world, you know, with search engine optimization, we live in like the era of lists. But like most lists about like if I were to look up like tap 20 fantasy sci-fi fantasy books, they'd all essentially be kind of the same list because people are just like aggregating the same top 10 graphic novels. It's like, the thing is, it's like, I'm kind of like, Oh wow. I feel felt weird to find something I had never heard of. Like that was popular and well-regarded and like was a total blind spot to me. Like I've never even heard the name, like even like, it was a very like it was like oh this is like a something I haven't felt in a long time of like <laughs> yeah I didn't know this thing existed yeah it's like oh my god I don't, <laughs> had no idea you know like what is this yeah that is always an interesting thing of like those blind spots when you find you know I definitely know you know like I read a lot of science fiction early on when I was young. And then a lot of fantasy stuff into my 20s, maybe. But then after that, I kind of really went away from it. So there's a huge chunk of time yeah. where it's like I didn't really read much of that stuff at all. So I'm sure there's... And every once in a while, like when I listen to people that are like hardcore science fiction or fantasy fans, and they're talking about books, and I'm like, I have no idea. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about those. Yeah. Piers Anthony, who's that? <laughs> I'm actually listening to um, uh, the Dragonlance Chronicles now. That's my my audiobook series. I've read that. I I probably should I shouldn't say this, but I uh, I actually stayed home from school one day to read. I think it was the third volume nice. of that because I and I read it in a day. I was waiting for that. No one. Yeah, the surprise I was, is no one in this room. You're <laughs> was, waiting for. I was waiting for that book to come out, and I, 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 yeah, I stayed home from school to read that. To read Which that. one? It's uh, what's the third? Autumn. Tw- no, that's not Autumn, Autumn Twilight. Twilight. No, no, Winter. Uh, I don't remember now. Fuck, I can't even remember. It's been forever. It's the blue one, I think. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, man, but whenever you listen to it or read it, it it really does uh, read as a D and D campaign. Winter Night. Dragons of Winter Night. Dragons of Winter Night. Yeah. yeah. Autumn Twilight, Winter Night, and Spring Dawning. Spring Dawning is actually the third one. Winter Night yeah. is the second one. The blue one. Uh, yeah, I read those books so much. I still you're have a my Flint, own... you're you're a Flint Fireforge guy, right? I was always a Tannis. I I mean I oh, uh, yeah. I was a huge Tannis fan, but I also like the the Rasslin and and 
Caraman, that story. Uh, I, I was a huge wrestling, wrestling fan, Raceland. Um, yeah. I don't know. I loved all those characters. I mean, I, I've told you guys this over, and over many times how I wrote to George Lucas to make those in the movies. I, I wrote his offices as a teenager, or whenever it was. I was probably in my, let's see. No, I would have been a teenager. Like, are you aware of this? And I got a letter back from his secretary. Uh, yeah. It was a very nice letter, uh, you know, saying that George does not make anything. He does not make films that he doesn't write. Um, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I hope I you wish have I had, that letter. No, I don't. I was like 13 when I did that, dude. I, I, mean, I was like 13 years old. I wish I had that. I wish I had that letter. I, uh, God, I, do I wish I had that letter now? Um, and maybe I do somewhere. It, it could be somewhere. That would be so awesome if you had that. Oh, that's if I ran across. That, that's fucking frameable. Yeah, believe me. If I ran across that letter today in a in a in a Footlocker or a book or something, I would flip out. I would I would that would be one of my most cherished possessions for sure. But I literally I I did, and I don't even know where I wrote or how I got his address or what address I, I think I wrote it to like Industrial Light and Magic because I had like a book. Nice. Oh, I had yeah. a book on like the industrial light and magic special effects because I was a huge special effects nerd. And so I think that's where I just wrote industrial light and magic. And I'm like, dear Mr. Lucas, uh, I don't know if you're aware there's this wonderful trilogy of books, blah, blah, blah. And I even was like, I think if I remember correctly, I was sort of like, I'm not sure what, you know, how this kind of thing works. Like, you know, it's, it's own, you know, the, the, the writers, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I said all sorts of weird, you know, I was like 13 years old. Yeah, and then yeah, like I don't know, a couple months or three months later, I got a letter back from his office. It was on letterhead, and it was his secretary or someone, and she was just like, "George doesn't uh, doesn't make movies yeah. that he doesn't write, but we really thank you for your you know writing Aww. us." Yeah, it was a really nice letter back, uh, but God, do I yeah, I wish I had it. I wish so much that I could oh. find that letter somewhere, but I don't think I do. I think I it probably got thrown away or you, something you ripped it up and threw it no away. no oh, i wasn't oh, no like dragon lance dummies <laughs> no i mean i don't even know why i even i just was like it's three movies it's three books he made three movies already he knows that's how to make trilogy. three he knows how to make a trilogy that's that's all my yeah. thinking was was like this is an awesome trilogy he would make this would be yeah. an awesome trilogy for him to make it would have been way better than what he did end up fucking doing the next yeah. decade. Well, actually, can we transition uh, out of that? Um, have you guys watched Andor? Are you caught up on Andor? I don't think I'm caught up on it. I I might be a couple episodes behind. Tom, how about you? No, I, but feel free to talk. It is <laughs> so fucking good. It is so good. The first three episodes probably could have been compressed into two. I thought the you know got there was a little fat there, but oh, see, I I enjoyed the first two three episodes more than I did the heist. The, well, I haven't gotten to the heist, but oh. the in between oh. the oh. first three episodes oh. when he's just on the planet, oh. I'll tell you it what, get, it gets going. Oh my god, it's so, the heist. I've watched that episode three times. Yeah, because I, I it's that it. fucking good. Oh, it's as so soon as good. he sh- as soon as he shaved his facial hair, I lost interest. 
like I'm not what? even joking. What? As what? soon as what, what does that even mean? <laughs> as soon as he sh when he got to the planet with all the yeah. rebels, he shaved his facial hair and he looked less cool, and I lost interest. That's hilarious. I, yeah, it's totally. Did you, notice that, did you notice that cousin Richie from the Bear? is is in it oh yes yeah 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 he's, yeah. he's also very good. an asshole in this also not as big of an asshole as he is in the bear but oh oh keep watching well yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's so good it is it is it is such the center cut core star wars that i want because it's not about jedis it's it is it's really about the formation of of the rebel what would be the, the the rebel alliance it is so good it is i i want this series to go on forever i'm thrilled it's 12 i think 12 episodes uh and we're just past the halfway point it is so good i, I still want it is very good it's very well done it's oh. it's so well done that the first th and and like why i like the first three episodes so much is that it doesn't even feel like it's Star Wars. Like it's right. just a it's just a really good sort of sci-fi story yeah. in this interesting world. Because in the first three episodes, you never hear you don't even hear the word Empire. You don't see no. a stormtrooper, yeah. you don't hear Jedi, you don't there's no lightsabers, there's no. barely blasters. They're uh, just they're just out in the they're Existing, outer rim sort right? of like planet yeah yeah and yeah. the i love it kind of do it yeah right um but then it gets into sort of the more you know putting the band together part of of building the rebel alliance which is interesting yeah. but i just i want to get to the point in star wars where we have a star wars show or movie that really has fucking nothing to do with the empire with the mm. rebels or you know what I mean? Like I would yeah. love to see some sort of show that is just nothing to do with it. Like it could be in the background, but you know, tangentially where you just, it never comes well, it's up. A, it's a, it's a huge canvas to work with. What, what I do like about this one that we haven't seen before, except in like um, what was the, uh, uh, the stop motion uh, comedy show. Um, Seth Green's oh, uh, chicken, robot chicken, the robot chicken. We don't really see anyone like focus on the mundane tasks of being a part of government in the empire. And now we're seeing kind of like the, the corporate structure and, and, and cubism of office spaces <laughs> in the empire. And I think that's kind of, interested in uh you know it's like oh yeah yeah they are us and we are them very much so <laughs> the, the the interesting thing you know i think we talked about this before is like you know watching it a bit in initially it's like the Re rebels are terrorists they're terrorists absolutely you know they're the, they're not yeah. necessarily yeah. the good guys you know depending on you know what perspective you're looking at it, it it's an interesting sort of thing like in any other society they would you know they would be the the terrorists they would be you know kind of the bad guys which is is an interesting thing especially in our current sort of day and age and confused political sort of yeah. 
ideologies that are existing in the world and and it's yeah it's just sort of like who you know who tells the story <laughs> you know the, it's, victor, the victors and yeah well we were talking about this on ACTV it's the the whenever you run into the 501st at a comic convention or whatever these are the the cosplayers the star wars cosplayers um they don't break character and whenever you start talking about the rebel alliance and the empire they're like uh we stand for law and order in the galaxy and they are terrorists <laughs> it's just like wow and you watch the show and it's like yeah if you think of if you replace you know keep the same story and you know replace some characters um and tell it from the other angle the rebel alliance it, they are they're they're terrorists What's the difference between a terrorist and a rebel? I don't know. Yeah, who wins? Yeah, I guess. Who wins? Um, it's so good. So it is very good. I got to catch up on it. I have not. I, I do need to catch up on it. But I, so the heist episode so good, and the episode after it just it's a, such a great follow up. And yeah, I'm I'm loving not just like I'm loving the show. I've been too busy watching slasher films and Kubrick movies and seventies yeah. dystopian. Washing Barry Lyndon, Barry Lyndon with a with a fine tooth comb. Three hours and five minutes, my friends. That's a long fucking movie. Yeah, that is a long movie of of. It's a lot of Ryan O'Neill. That's a bit more Ryan O'Neill than I ever need in my life. A lot of Ryan O'Neill. He's actually he's good in it. Things um, moved slower back in history. You know, yes. darker. Just everything happened at a bigger hair. Like. Just like at a slower pace. Mm-hmm. And that's just how. Except you died young, so yeah. So you would think in line sucks even worse, yeah. right? We got to hurry it up. We got to get good things going. I'm dying at 32. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm 27. I'm over the hill. I have at know? least like, three or four kids, and uh, yeah. yeah, I gotta get shit moving. Yeah, um, don't buy don't buy your kid a pony. That's the moral of that movie. Don't buy your kid a pony. Yeah, that's... don't buy don't buy your kid a pony. Um, I have read an actual comic book this what? week. Well, I, I haven't finished reading it, but I Blasphemy. started reading it. Started reading a hardcover. The new Reckless book is out by Ed Brubaker and Follow Sean. Follow me Phillips. down. Follow me down. I love the cover. It sort of has a yeah. very Tom Savini looking kind of bad guy lighting a cigarette. Cool. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the the I don't know if this is the fifth or the sixth volume. The fifth. This is the fifth volume of the Reckless series, um, and it's just more goodness. We're back to Ethan. You know, last the last one was much more about uh, his uh, his girl Friday, and and it was her story. But this is another Ethan story, and um, it's set in the uh, the nineties, uh, and it's about. Um, He's he's hired, well hired, but he's he's on a case for sort of a friend uh, looking for um, this woman, uh, and we find out really early on that the woman uh, has disappeared. She has a troubled past, and in the very beginning of the book, so this is a spoiler, but I mean it's like literally page two of the book. Um, she murders some guy in a car. Uh, with a gun and we don't know why we don't know who it is we you know so the rest of the story is sort of like 
finding out why she did this. Um, and you know, it's, it's typical Brubaker Phillips. It's, it's noiry. It's, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, monologue and, you know, sort of detective story and Ethan, you know, Ethan's not the nicest guy. That's the one thing reading this volume. Like, I, I don't know if it was more pronounced in this, in this comic than the previous ones, but it's like, he's a pretty brutal dude and <sighs> he's not, he, he kind of makes fun of himself at one point. Like, He's like, yeah, I'm not really good at interrogation if I can't beat the shit out of someone. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, and, it, and it's like, yeah, he. I mean, that's kind of yeah. just he's he's got some anger issues and he takes it out on bad guys. But you know, once again, it's like, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? You know, who, who are you to decide? And we're in the bad? '90s now, so he's he's not young anymore, and, and it's been moving that way. I mean, we we're in the '80s, but this started the the yeah. series started in the early mid 70s oh i'm sorry it's not the 90 it's it's november 1989 so it's it's we're we're yeah. on the cusp of the 90s but yeah. i mean the first one started it was early 70s right so i mean was it um i thought it was the i thought it was the 80s i thought it was like 82 or something or 84 or something like that yeah but you know it, regardless he's starting to get so he's starting to get older. He's right? starting to age, yeah, a bit. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so I, well, you know, I haven't finished 19, it yet. 19, I, 1981. 81, okay. Was the first so, uh, but, you know, it's just another good story from Brubaker and Phillips. If, if, you're, if you like their stuff, you're, you're going to like this. It's, it's uh, you know, it's your, your not-so-typical kind of, private investigator story mystery you know he sets it up from the beginning and then we we're we're waiting the rest of the episode you know the rest of the book to figure out why um i don't know every time i read one of these it's just like it, it reminds me of a season of like beretta or kojak or you know it's like one of those 70s rockford, 80s the rockford files. rockford files. yeah it's very much like this is a season or this is a you know, three episode special arc mm -hmm. of that show because that's very much what it is. It's not the things that happen in it are not, you know, crazy in the sense of like mm. they're not fantastic, they're not wild, you don't have insanity. It's not, it's, it's, it borders it's really, on mundane a lot of well, it's, it. Well, it's just really well done, hard boiled crime. But it's not, I don't even know if it's that, that hard-boiled. Hard, it's not that hard-boiled, right? Yeah, it's really not. And that's it's what like I mean. Like it's, it's like a it's poached. A po <laughs> it's a poached crime. Yeah, yes. it's, still a little, it's still a little squishy in the center. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's like, a, it's, it's like one of those, um, you know, sort of TV shows from the, from the early 80s that I remember my dad watching. Like, it, that's what it, it, yeah. it just is, is one of those shows where it's like, the stakes are not that high. You know that Ethan is going to probably end up on top at the end. He may learn something. It's not, you know, he's, he's not going to have a huge story arc. He's not going to have, like, a huge character arc where, like, he changes a lot uh, throughout the, the story uh, or even learns a lesson. It's just going to be sort of like... Yeah. The, and and the way he tells it, you know, with Ethan being the the narrator most of the time of the mm -hmm. stories, it's almost like begrudgingly, like he's telling the story, and he's not and necessarily. It's all, yeah, and it's it's all done in retrospect. It's like, yeah, you know, this was really 
kind of fucked up. Let me tell you about it. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not like a proud thing. Like he's, he's, it's, he's doing it almost. It's all, it's all, it's all done with the air of you're listening to this years after the fact. And the setting is a poorly lit smoky dive bar that this guy is telling you the story. Right. Or yeah, you know, or it's your, or it's your fucking uncle or something, and he's in a retirement home or something. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. or, or in prison or something. Yeah, I. That's the prison. one thing about like. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering at some point if we're ever going to find out like what you know is this going to lead up to sort of like present day Ethan? You know, Ethan Reckless, mm-hmm. like where where he's at, like where he is now. I, I kind of oh, hope it does eventually. I mean, lead to we, that. In five in five volumes, we've gone, you know, a decade, but I think they're leaving enough. I, th- I think they're leaving enough room for Brubaker to and Phillips to do this series for as long as they want, and then, well, I'll almost guarantee you that he has the ending already figured out. Yeah, probably. Right. Uh, Nick Lindsay asked, "Doesn't Reckless have a chick with blue hair in it?" Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Of course. Do you think blue hair didn't exist in the eighties? <laughs> uh, trust me, it did. It, it I, I think it. I think it's uh, actually uh, purple, and it's purple. Yeah, yeah, it's violet, amber. violet. Um, yeah, she's a bit of a punk rocker, and and uh, as you know, Ed himself was uh, at one point. So I think that's kind of where that comes from. But um, yeah, and yeah, uh, there, was, uh, there was hair dye in the eighties. Yeah, Nick may have asked um, if uh, um, if uh, we think they'll ever put that out as one like mega volume. First of all, we don't know where they're going to stop. I hope they keep making these forever. Um, but I love the Never single. I, I love the single story hardcovers. It's, Never I, stop stopping. Oh. It's. I mean, it's, yeah. It's like it's the per, it's the perfect size story for for this. I mean, there. I read I read like half of it in one like night before bed, and I'm probably going to read the other half tonight. Um, and yeah, they're just they're pretty easily digestible. They're it's like pulp. They're like pulp novels. They're really you know they're they're really easy to digest and and fun and comforting in some weird way like it, it, it i've gotten to the point now where it's like well you even had the reaction when i told you like there was a new you didn't know there was a new one that came out oh i was giddy and yeah it's just like that it was like i can't wait to get this in my hands like because i know i'm gonna enjoy it i know that i'm gonna be just in that world it's it's like when i was a kid and like a new Dragonlance book would come out i couldn't wait to get back into that world with those characters like that was you know what I loved about Dragonlance was were those characters and being in that world and and following them around. So when a new one came out, it was like I yeah. would stay home from school to read it because I wanted. This is to, your Dragonlance. This is my new Dragonlance. This is Dragonlance. Yeah, probably the first uh, reviewer to compare it to Dragonlance. <laughs> I would almost guarantee. This is that. just like. <laughs> Are just you like looking Dragon. for your new Dragonlance? <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, that's when I know I'm like, I fall in love with a story or, you know, it's because I, all of a sudden I'm in that world and I just, I'm walking around with those characters and I can't wait to get back 
but it's a it's much rarer now the older i am than it than it was when i was younger and that's just i think part of growing up but you know it, there is that thing of like certain certain not a lot of comics do that to me anymore and this is this is one that certainly does like i i've just gotten to know these characters so much um and i think that was like why a lot of those tv shows were the same way of like mm-hmm. columbo or something like that you know like the rock profiles like oh i know what this is gonna be i know what i'm yeah. gonna get out of this i'm not you know i'm not gonna be too surprised by it and it, it's like oh you know it's it's just living vicariously through those characters and sort of you know, um, with this, it's interesting too, because it's like, it's set in a time frame that I grew up in, like in 1989, yeah. I was 18 years old. So it's like, I mm-hmm. kind of get what is going on in that world. Uh, you know, and, uh, that, that, that he puts these characters in. So I think that's part of it too. Um, which is probably, you know, that's just the nostalgia factor, but, mm-hmm. uh, I can't, you know, there, Nick says there are 27 Jack Reacher books, so Ed Brubaker has time to get there <laughs> so the movie or TV show is made. Uh, yeah, yeah, Reacher books. Reacher books are like that, too. They're very easily to digest and mm-hmm. sort of like you know what you're getting. I've read mm-hmm. a half a dozen of them. and How they're are they? The they're, you know, they're... Yeah. They're fun. They're good. They're, de- you know, they're not... There's, they're not great novels, but they're, you know, they're action... You know, they're good. Uh, they're like the Parker books. Yeah, they're just, well, Parker's a little, I would say, a little weightier than Reacher. Oh, okay. maybe. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, they're not like crap. They're just, they're just easily digestible. They're easily to kind of, they're, a, they're like, they're, the, air, they're airplane novels. They're airplane books. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. great, yeah, they're, they're airplane books for sure. Um, but it's that thing of like, you know, the you know once you read that character, once you read one of them or two of them, it's like, oh, I know what I'm gonna get now out of yeah. this guy. He's a yeah. badass. He fucking you know he just beats the shit out of people, and he's kind He'll of make clever. A joke right before, yeah, like right before he <laughs> yeah. murders somebody, you know. <laughs> but he is, but he has like a little bit of you know he's a, he's a decent person. Part of gold. Part of gold. Yeah, exactly. You know, all the uh. same very kind of common things of like you know he's he's so, he's a softy on the inside even though he's like six five and 280 yeah. pounds of muscle yeah. and it's roadhouse yeah um yeah they, yeah greg porter says i love the reacher books thoughtful cut above male revenge fantasy yeah that's that's what it's just like <laughs> it's like for every you know every time you've seen somebody you know uh, something shitty happen to somebody and you wish there was somebody to do something about it. Well, that's Jack Reacher. Like he's, it's yeah. definitely not Tom Cruise. Uh, that's the, yeah. like Reacher fans did not like Tom Cruise because, and it makes sense because it's like, yeah. in every one of his books, there's at least one point where Reacher, that somebody mentions how, how fucking, fucking big, big he, is. he yeah. is. And that's a huge part of him. Like he's this huge hulking guy yeah. that's very intimidating. And that's just, Tom Cruise is not that guy. The dude yeah. that they got now that, that played Hawk, Hawk. Yeah, he's fuck. And he, <laughs> the funny thing, have you guys ever seen the sitcom he was on uh, before all so that? He was, no. Shit, what was it called? It was a football, it was like a football show, okay. like a college, 
like a shitty college football team, and he played a jock meathead in it. I cannot think well. of the name of it. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. He's very good, he's, but he's great as Reacher. Yeah. He's, he's, he yeah, actually he's made good. me care about the character Hawk, which I didn't think was possible. He was awesome as Hawk. I loved him as Hawk. He was perfect. And uh, I, I was sad that, you know, that character, you know, yeah. left, but mm-hmm. I am waiting for Reacher season two. Um, Parker's different. Nick, uh, Nick Lindsay asked about Parker uh, compared to Reacher. Parker's different. Is, Parker's not a good guy. Reacher's a yeah. good guy. Parker's kind of an anti-hero. He's a bad yeah. guy. who He yeah. just fucks up worse guys than him. You know, he's always out, you know, it's like the, the, the guys that he is up against are, are just worse criminals. But Parker's a thief. If, if, <laughs> you, know? if, you, if you want a great introduction to that character, my, is one of my top five personal movies is Payback, the director's cut with, uh, you know, Mel Gibson, you know, which has problems. But um, I, <laughs> drinking, that, drinking problems mostly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that movie is so good at just kind of spelling out who that character is and the world he lives in. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, love that movie. movie. Yep. Yep. Parker. The, the, the Stallone Parker is terrible. Um, what's uh, the original? Lee Mar- was Lee Marvin? Um, no. Was it Lee, uh, Lee Marvin? A point blank? Yeah. Lee Marvin. That Lee That's Marvin? a great, great movie. Same same um, story as as payback. It's the yeah. same. It's the same novel. Um, uh, payback. Yeah, payback's good. Good movie. Yeah, fun so, movie. Um, uh, Darwin Cook is the only person that Donald Westlake allowed to use the name Parker in the adaptation. Hmm. There you go. I didn't know that. Always, uh, fun and, fact. Uh, That's in a round time Yep. Fun fact. <laughs> in payback, it was Porter. Porter, yeah, it was Porter, and Porter. yeah, it's uh, different different names and every other adaptation except for Darwin Cooks because uh, Donald Westlake thought that he got hit. So, which I think is cool. he got it right. He got it. Got he it. Understood it. He got it. Uh, mm, I think they redid. Was... They redid Point Blank, but I don't know if it has anything to do with. Uh, um. The Parker novels at all, but yeah, Angie Dickinson as well in Point Blank. Yeah, Lee Marvin. Yeah, um, um, good book too, The Hunter. Yes, if you've never read it, but yeah, good stuff. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we just uh, kind of wandered our way through an hour of uh, chit chat, chit and That's chat. How we do. Yeah, are we good? Does That's anyone have? Anything of utmost importance uh, they would still like to talk about tonight? Uh, well, we could talk about it maybe on Sunday, but um, mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see what you thought about the finale of She-Hulk because I was not. Oh, you know, was we not, should. I was not crazy about it myself. First of, first of all, we do have a trade talks coming up um, probably a couple weeks. Tom's what pick is, is uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Volume 1. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow, I don't even have to read it. It's it is great. Just yeah, watch legit. the movie. Yeah, it's no, 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 no. It'd be funny if you did the whole show, but like it sounded like you were talking about the movie and you. Were like, <laughs> oh so God! So Tom Sawyer, so Hook Finn, you know, like. 
Like, dude, oh. you're not. Oh, yeah, I think we're probably a, a couple weeks on that. I mean, we could do it next week. I, it doesn't matter. Because uh, I think we've all, we've all um, read that one. We can talk to it pretty quickly. Well, I'm gonna, I haven't read it in a while. So I look okay, I'm going to go back. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going through the annotated um, for the first time. And that's a fucking rabbit hole. I contributed to that. Oh, was it? Oh, it was a uh, league. Yeah. Or I thought was it league or Watchmen? No, it was league. It was league. Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. It was a what reference was it? Um, there's a scene with um, uh, the two guys that have uh, like uh, black. They're wearing brown pants and they have like big X's on their shoulders mm-hmm. and. Um, it's a reference to uh, um, the Charlie Chaplin film. Yeah, the Chaplin uh, Nazi film. Yeah, yeah, because they couldn't an, do Nazi an, anti anti Nazi film. And, yeah, uh, the little 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 general or whatever. I can't yeah. remember what the name of the movie is, yeah. but it was a reference to that, and he he hadn't uh, re- realized that that's what that was. So I just happened to catch it. I, don't, I have no idea why I. It's because that? every fucking panel in that series seems to have a reference oh, to to multiple, something. Mul- yeah. Yeah. yeah, multiple reference. Yeah, yeah I've, I've read it with the annotated book alongside it, and yeah. it's insanity. Like what is included in there, but I don't, um, I don't think it's in print anymore. But if you can get the um, the absolute edition, um, it has the 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 second book in there is is the annotations. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the complete annotations or not. I don't Pro- know. I, well, it I was as as this was printed. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Good pick, Tom. We're already talking about it. Uh, yeah, yeah She Hulk. Um, we could talk I, about. I, it. Let's I, save I, it for ACTV. Save it for ACTV. Okay, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. <laughs> so, yes, we'll talk about that on, on AC. Maybe I'll watch it again in between now and Sunday. All right. ACTV, which uh, uh, you can listen to ACTV if you are a patron of this here show. Uh, we try and record every week with that. We have some other bonus content. You can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash around comics. Um, want to thank everyone, uh, that was in the comments section tonight. Uh, you can do that, uh, by tuning in live on, uh, Thursdays in between eight and eight 30 central standard time. Somewhere in there. When are, when are we going to do the sectar podcast? Dude, I'm, um, the world is waiting. I, I, okay. All right. Have you read it yet? No, I need, I okay. want to, I will, fresh. I will. I will I will make that possible for you, <laughs> and then we will talk about uh, sectars Sectar. number one on our new uh, Patreon exclusive. Chris and sectars Tom talk annot- about old comics. Sectars annotated. We're going to annotate issue. We could one of we the could. rich of the sectars. Yeah. Now, did I, I I told you who wrote it? Right. I forgot if you did. Bill, it's Bill Matlow. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It is. I think you guys should call it uh, "Nerds of a Certain Age." Nerds of a Certain Age. Yeah, Sectar, page one, and it's just twenty minutes. 
of just <laughs> the first yeah. page of Secretary. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. What's uh what's uh um are you working remotely these days? No. I mean, oh. I work from home on Mondays and Fridays, but you know, we could do like a lunch thing. Yeah, talk about sack tires during lunch. Yeah, like 15, 15, 20 minutes over lunch. Oh, you, you know? think we can? You think we can get it all in? I, it could be a multi, <laughs> multi-part series. You know? Tom is is intent on on really. Tom's examining. like this is going to be a. Five hour dissection of sectars number That's one. Right. Inside each yeah. of us is a sectar. And the dissectar episode. We need we need to you need to figure out which right. sectar you which, are. It's I would I would love during my week to uh to have a Tom lunch date to uh talk about comics. That would make me really happy. Now sectars. Now you've done it. Uh in the meantime, you can listen to us. Chris and I and Will Pfeiffer on Film Force 5 at filmforce5.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever podcasts are found. It's uh, our top five movie podcast where we talk about different great movies based on different categories. Our first two episodes are already out. Uh, Quentin Tarantino films, the top five Quentin Tarantino films. We rank those. And then 70s dystopian. Um, We... We uh, have a format. We have it's a bit of a game show. It's a it, lot it of fun. It makes the definitive list. Definitive list. Definitive list. Definitive. Unquestioned. And what Rollerball is in the top it's, five? It's really dystopian movies of all time. <laughs> definitively, the system doesn't work. The system doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's broken, but that's okay. It it makes for fun, fun, entertaining talk. It's not. It's de- it's definitely different. It's definitely a different kind of thing. It is very fun. We keep it light. Um, it's mostly just about trying to talk about movies we love, and and um, yeah, there's there's not. I mean, there's not a lot of uh, uh, arguing or anything like that. I mean, a little bit, of, a little bit of poking. You know, yeah. there's there's good uh, there's ball. good good natured uh, fun and a little ribbing that goes yeah. on. Uh, we have some uh, we, uh, w- it's what Joshin. There's some, some Joshin that goes on. Some, yeah. some horse around. There might be some uh, horse play. Uh, our our next two shows. Uh, Sal already talked about it. We're gonna do our top five. Uh, slasher films and uh we have mr uh, tim seeley is going to be joining us as a guest and uh, then it's our top five stanley kubrick films and uh, do we know we we haven't even figured out what we're going to do after that well, i think we i think we kind of know we're getting, we're, we're, yeah we're zeroing in. in send us your suggestions mail us at filmforce5pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh suggestions for shows send us your lists Disagree with us. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us what we missed. Tell us yeah. what film, you know, what 70s dystopian film was not on the list that should have been on the list. Probably I think I already West have World. a couple. Probably Westworld. <laughs> I have a couple of, yeah, no shit. I have a couple of uh, Logan's I think run. Westworld's probably, honestly, Westworld is probably better than Soylent Green, which did make the list. You guys are just terrible at this game, is all I'm saying. You and Will don't know how to pick movies. I don't know. This Your is taste... the definitive answer. You can tell me it's supposed to be on there. Well, it's not. So it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. It's just not. It isn't. It's just I, not. I made the rules. Sorry. I got to live by them, Tom. It's the yeah. way of the world. It's just, it's just, you know. 
I can't help it. If I had the power to change that, I would. I don't. No one does. No one has no the one power. It, yeah, it's set it's in stone now. It's yeah. for all time. Yep. Sorry. All right. Um, good to see you guys. Uh, sorry I missed last week. Uh, we'll be back uh, again next week, all together again, right? Tom, like that I mean, weird, like, like holiday and stuff, with trick-or-treating and all that jazz going on. But... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be here. Tom, with that green hoodie, you could kind of pull off like a Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah, like a, a Halloween why, costume. Why is it everything you see is Doctor Doom today? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I agree with them. You know, this hoodie, this L.L. Bean hoodie from the Doom collection. <laughs> let's see. It. It's got it a Doom vibe. Have a Doctor Doom vibe to it. You put a metal yeah. mask right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think feel, he, I feel where you come from. Listen I to think that Marvel. Just, yeah, listen. To if you Marvel got a cheap podcast, it's fun. What? Listen to the Marvel podcast, The Wastelanders Doom. It's yeah. If you like Doom, Jesus, talk about putting the brakes on a conversation. Just fucking <laughs> screech halt. <laughs> listen to podcast. Listen fucking to- plug someone else's podcast again. <laughs> why don't you? How many other fucking people's podcast? We don't have enough podcasts to plug. You have I've to plug said- someone else's fucking podcast again. I've- I'm just, the Marvel I'm, podcast? I'm you, don't think to... that, you don't think the seven people that listen to this show know about the fucking Marvel podcast? You think that they've never heard of the fucking Wastelander podcast before you tell them about it? The people that listen to our fucking show. Jesus. Just trying to bring this thing into the parking spot here. Oh, oh! Have you have you heard? Have you tried reading a little uh, comic called The Batman? There's some good ones. I don't like either one of you anymore. I don't like either one of you anymore. Please tell us if you You, found out about the Wastelanders podcast from from Chris bringing it up again. What's next? You wanna you wanna talk about Kanye? You wanna plug Kanye's new album? Maybe nobody's fucking heard it. I don't know. What can you can you get the Marvel podcasts on any of the um, you know like podcast apps? I don't like either one of you anymore. Is it or is it like exclusive to like Spotify or something? In between time, <laughs> we'll be everywhere in better <laughs> frown two assholes. You've been jammed. The Wastelander. <laughs> yeah, totally got around jammed. the Wasteland. Totally got jammed. This episode of Around Comics is brought to you by the Marvel Wastelanders podcast, Doom. <laughs> if you like that, you'll probably like the Wolverine one. How about the fucking Black Widow one? We haven't talked about every single one on our own podcast. We haven't plugged the biggest company in the world's podcast on our podcast. Brought to you by them. Yeah.